everyone, and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah, and thank you so much for joining me on this month's episode of my podcast. This month, I have my very good friend, Kristen, on the show with me. Everybody say hi, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing good. I'm doing really good. How have you been? I'm very good, too. I'm so happy we're talking because we used to write letters to each other pretty frequently. And now that my life is a chaotic mess, I haven't been able to do that. Um, so for those of you who don't know Kristen, she is the coolest thing ever. She is a half person, half unicorn, and she's amazing. And we met on Twitter, which I feel like is the story of everybody I have on this podcast because Star Wars Twitter is the best. Like all the Star Wars fans on Twitter, for the most part, are pretty, pretty awesome. So I'm going to tell the story of how we met. And then, Kristen, you're going to tell a story, too, which I don't know your side of the story, so this should be interesting. Oh, but wow. Scoop. I just, so the story of my Twitter is I don't follow very many people at all. Like, some people follow, like, thousands and thousands of people, and I can't do that because when I follow friends and things on social media, I want to see their posts. So if there's, like, if I'm following a thousand random people – then it's going to take me a long time to find the posts that I really care about. So I keep my follows to a minimum. I used to keep it at 100. Like, I would not let myself get over 100. And now it's like I'm kind of loose with that. So I didn't follow you from the beginning, but I remember you would like a lot of my things. Oh, and yeah, you true. would reply to my things. And I was always just like, who is this girl? Like, she seems so cool, but who is she? And I think one day I was just like, you know what? I'm going to follow her back. And for me, that's a really big deal. And mm -hmm. then you started posting things about The Office, and you have a puppy, and you love Star Wars. And I was like, this girl's the best. Like, we need to be friends. And then somehow, I don't remember exactly how, but we became pen pals. And so we decided to start writing letters to each other when I was in college and it made me so happy because I never got any mail, like, from other people. Just crap I ordered on Amazon uh, when I was in school. And then, like, every, you know, couple weeks or so, I would go check my mail and, like, there would be a letter from you. And it was all fun. And you would send me, like, super funny cards. And it was just, like, <laughs> I loved it. So, um, but it was really hilarious because it took me so long, I think, to follow you back. Like, you were aware of who I was for a long time. And I just remember you liking things and whatnot. And I was like, who, who is this girl? Like, do I know her or what? And um, so then I just decided to follow you back, and now we're BFFs. I am a testimony that social media stalking works. It does. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I first saw a picture of you on Instagram. I wanted to cut my hair into a pixie cut. So I was looking at um, yes. hashtags. Um, on Instagram. And then I was scrolling through a bunch of hashtags and then your picture came up with the Shadow Scout armor. And I was like, whoa, this pixie cut's really cool. And also she's rocking some really cool armor. And then I Instagram stalked you um, <laughs> a lot. I'm not proud, but it is what it is. It's okay. And, you know. I approve of I approve. it. <laughs> and then, so I decided to follow you on Instagram and then I saw on Twitter uh, that you were posting some cool content, some cool stuff. And so I followed through there. 
and you liked The Office and you're posting some funny stuff. And I was like, man, like, I got to I got to get in this. I got to seal the deal. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you just liked DM. all my stuff until I noticed. <laughs> yes. Notice me. <laughs> That's so funny about searching for pixie cut hashtags because I, I do remember a while ago I, I would hashtag that because I did the same thing. Like when I first wanted to cut my hair, I was looking for pictures of examples and it, it was really hard to find and I wasn't really on social media at that time. So sometimes I would hashtag like pixie cut or pixie or whatever um, because I know other girls, you know, want like examples of what they want their hair to look like right. or, or see it on other people. I don't really do that anymore, but that's so funny that you found me because of that. I don't think anybody has ever said that before, but I feel like my hair is, uh, my signature thing now because I, it's been like this for probably 10 years now and I've tried to grow it out. I hate it. I'm actually getting my hair cut later today cause I love it short. So Nice. It's just my thing, girl. I'm so happy that's how we met, though. That that's how like you through your hair. It's magic. It really is. <laughs> <me> so happy. <laughs> so um, so yeah. And then we got to meet in person for the first time at Celebration Orlando, and uh, it was oh god, it was so sweet because I was so excited to meet you, and I was like, are you gonna come to my meetup? And you were like, yes, and I was just so excited. Right. And then um, you and I and your boyfriend, and then my friends Tyler and Claire, we ended up like just chilling out and talking for like hours the last yeah. day of celebration. We just like sat in the lobby of our hotel and just like chatted and your boyfriend went and got us coffee and we just, we just sat and chilled out and it was so nice because we never yeah. really got to do that before because we were just online friends. So online friends, this is a true uh, example of how online friends can become real friends. Yeah. That's and so when cool. you met me in real life, I wasn't like this, person trying to catfish you no, so that was really nice. you were exactly how your profile picture looked and you were very nice and you were not a scary old man so thank you for that you're welcome yeah that's I what mean, i'm here for that could have gone very wrong but <laughs> it really could <laughs> that's why we met in public <laughs> yes i'm With not telling people, people to go around. meet strangers by themselves that's not cool i did this in a public place a lot of other people were there psa <laughs> um if you meet somebody on the internet make sure it's in a public place yes and uh Take a friend yeah yeah because that's uh, how we do it they're not all christians they might be scary people <laughs> yeah you know i'm <laughs> You know. <laughs> so recently, earlier this month, um, D23 happened and San Diego Comic Con happened. And I was lucky enough to go to both of those. And You were working. Ooh, I was working. And it was crazy. But I, I really enjoyed it. And a lot of things happened at both of those conventions that were awesome. And first of all, I just have to say, like, I'm a huge Disney fan. And... I really didn't hear about D23 until um, a couple years ago. It was probably the last one that they had. And I heard about it, and I was like, this is so cool. It's a convention that's only Disney-related. Like, it's all about Disney. And I wanted to go to it ever since I found out about it, but they only do it, like, every two years. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't have a chance next year. So obviously now I got to go, and I was working um, the convention. So I got to see a lot of cool stuff. And I have to say, I think this was... In, in comparison to Celebration, this was probably one of my favorite conventions ever. Like, I loved it as much as I loved Celebration. Um, there wow. were a, a lot of really cool 
costumes and the panels were really interesting and I have to say like the exhibit hall was kind of small um, but the booths that they did have there were really 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 cool um, so I liked it a lot I think I'm gonna try to go if I'm not working it next year or you know the next time they have it I think I'm gonna go for fun anyways because it was just so neat to be surrounded by like all these Disney things and when you had time to like explore the convention floor, what was your favorite booth that you got to see? Oh man, there, so there was this one thing, there were so many things, but there was this one thing that I thought was really cool. Um, it was more of like an interactive experience than a booth, but I saw Andy Gutierrez from the Star Wars show posted this gif on her Instagram of the DuckTales promotion booth. And so they were promoting this oh, new show yeah. on Disney XD and they had a giant money pit of like fake coins that you could jump into and they would take this like um like 180 gif of you and so it like moves and it shows you jumping into the pit. And I didn't get to do it. The one day that I could have done it, I just happened to be wearing a dress and I was like, mm, I don't really <laughs> feel like flashing a lot of people, so I'm not. Um, but I just thought that was such a cool idea. Um, so I think the DuckTales thing was cool. And then Oh My Disney had a stage and they had all these little areas around it that were themed. So there was like a whole area that looked like someone's home. And they had like the new Ethan Allen Disney furniture in it. And then they had like a little kids play area with new toys. So they had like the new Forces of Destiny dolls. And then they had like oh, a fun. little grilling area and they had all these like Disney grill products. And then they had like an athletic area and they had the new um, Marvel activewear from Kohl's. And it was just really cool to see like how Disney is really a part of everyday life for so many people. I mean, I'm drinking out of a Minnie Mouse mug right now. So of course I live Disney every day, but <laughs> Sometimes I forget that it's such a thing everywhere. Like, everybody's into Disney. Everybody loves Disney. And it's cool to see how it's, like, immersed into all aspects of life. So that was really cool for me to see. Um, and then they had a lot of really neat photo ops around the convention. They had um, Moana's, um, what I guess you could call it a raft. I don't really think that's yeah, a boat, yeah. like a raft. Um, and you could, like, take pictures on it. And they had this really cool Wreck-It Ralph statue you could take a picture with. So I thought that was fun. Uh, uh, there uh, were just screams there and Mickey pretzels and, you know, it was just, it was really neat. I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't get to go to a lot of panels. I went to one panel um, that Ashley Eckstein was speaking on. And she unveiled some new designs for her universe that are coming out later this year for Disney parks and Disney stores. And holy moly. They look really, really cool. They are so cool. So the first thing that she showed was three designs that are Captain America themed. And the first one is a cable knit sweater with a little tiny Captain America shield on it. It's very subtle. There's a Captain America sweater, and she said that all of the um, little Captain America shield polka dots on it are flocked, so they're fuzzy, which I'm oh, all about because yes. then I can like play with it while I'm wearing it. Um, and then there's like this 50 style dress with polka dots all over it and really cute pockets, but the polka dots are Captain America shields as well. So it's like, you know, something that you would see from far away and be like, oh, that's a really cute navy polka dotted dress. And then you get up close and you're like, ooh, she's a nerd too. Like, <laughs> yeah, we can be friends. So 
So you have to get really close to them, like almost creepily close, but it's worth it. So on this podcast, we're basically promoting stalking um, online and in person. So if you see anybody wearing a dress with polka dots, go stalk them and find out if it's any Mm -hmm. nerdy design. Um, It's always a good idea. Are you a big Captain America fan? I am. Um, I... I really enjoy the Marvel universe. Um, I'm more uh, of a DC type of person, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I I really love Captain America. Um, I'm really excited about that cable knit sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really. Nice. I can't wait to have that in my wardrobe. Um, and I really like the dress. That's really interesting. It's a very like 1950s type of. A uh, really cool retro-looking dress that would be very interesting. Um, but she yeah. called it kind of like an "I Love Lucy" inspired dress, and I can really see that inspiration, which I like. I like retro stuff; it's fun. So I think that would be cute if you wore it with like red heels for Dapper Day or something mm. to kind of like That'd get a little cool. bit dressed up. But you could still wear it every day, which is nice. Um, so those were the Captain America designs, and then she had quite a few Disney designs as well. Um, the first one was a pink. Fantasyland inspired dress. So she's doing um, Dapper Day styled outfits for each land. So there will be like a oh, Fantasyland so outfit, um, a Frontierland outfit. So she unveiled the Frontierland outfit as well. It's like a little um, tank top that ties at the bottom. And then the skirt has basically like a cityscape of Frontierland. So all the rides are on it, all the you know important landmarks in Frontierland are on the bottom of the skirt. And then on the Fantasyland um, dress, the skirt of it has the same art as well. It's like got all the important things in Fantasyland, like the castle and um, small world and things like that that are really um, iconic to Fantasyland. And Ashley Taylor did the art on these dresses and skirts. And I got to meet her in person, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago, at a signing. And I followed her art for a really long time, and she's just like the sweetest, nicest person ever. And I know... Um, she used to work in the parks, um, I guess maybe when she was like a teenager, like when she was pretty young and it's really cool now to see her doing art for Disney and for Disney clothes. Like what a cool job. So like, I'm really happy for her and happy to see her art on her universe clothes. Cause it's like the perfect collaboration. Um, she's also doing a Haunted Mansion line which I'm, I know people are going to lose their minds over because Haunted Mansion is such an iconic attraction at Disney. And there is a dress that is inspired by the tightrope girl in the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion. So it literally looks just like her outfit. It's the same dress and the same little overcoat shawl thing. And then there's another dress that has the dancing ghosts on the bottom of it. And the whole um, scene from that part of the ride when they're in the ballroom. And Ashley Eckstein said that Ashley Taylor rode the ride like 26 times and sketched while she was riding it so that she could sketch exactly what was in the ride for the dress, which, I mean, come on, best wow. job ever, right? Like, that's so yeah, cool. That's commitment. <laughs> what do you think about these pieces? Um, I really love that Ashley Eckstein is uh, doing pieces like this for Disney and for Disney fans. Um, I didn't really get into the Disney type of um, fan part until about a few years ago because where I grew up, um, it just we didn't really know much about that stuff. And so just seeing that there's a Dapper Day 
um, where you can dress up to go to, um, you know, Disney World or Disneyland and how um, she is catering towards that is really cool. I mean, she knows her audience and that's really cool. Yeah. And it makes me really excited because she's such a huge fan of Disney that she gets it. And it's it's so cool yeah. having somebody design clothes that understands what is so important about Disney and why people like it so much. So she she's going to, you know, rock these designs and totally knock them out of the park because she is such a huge fan herself. So she unveiled those designs and then another Haunted Mansion design, which is a skirt, and it has sketches of the Haunted Mansion rides in Florida, California, and Paris. And those are all the Haunted Mansions I've ever ridden because I've been, I grew up near Disney World and now I live near Disneyland. And then last year I got to go to Disneyland Paris and I got to ride the Haunted Mansion there. So it's cool. I was like, oh, I actually know what all of these look like. Um, so I'm really excited about that. The one in Paris is actually called Phantom Manor. It's not oh. called the Haunted Mansion. So I think that's kind of cool. But the skirt has each of the Haunted Mansion buildings on the bottom of it. And it's like super subtle and it looks kind of kind of gothic. I think it's black um, with white designs. It's either black or navy blue. I guess we'll have to see when it comes out what color it is. But it looks really cool. And then the last thing, which I am most excited about, and I'm sure you are too, she showed us three um, Princess Leia designs that will be coming out. And the oh, first one... Yes is a caped, um, I don't know, I think it's a hoodie, maybe, or a dress, something. I don't think it's a dress, I think it's a hoodie. And um, But it looks like Princess Leia's classic outfit, and it has a cape. So it's very much inspired by her outfit at the end of A New Hope. Um, and I don't really wear a lot of things with capes, but I will be wearing that, because it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then hey, there's... Hey, capes make everything better. Well, I'm... I'm with Edna mode, no capes, but it's Star Wars. So Edna needs to like, there needs to be a, a new version of The Incredibles where Edna says no capes unless it's Star Wars. Like there has, unless to be an it's exception. Star Wars. there has to be an exception for Star Wars. So that's really cool. And then there's a dress inspired by Princess Leia's Bespin dress. And Ashley said that the dress is fully embroidered, which is going to be oh. beautiful. And I think that's, I think I think that's my favorite piece. Like I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and I'm just so excited about that because it's so subtle. Like nobody that's not into Star Wars is going to get this. They're just going to think it's a really pretty dress. But Star Wars fans are going to be like, "OMG, you're Princess Leia!" <laughs> so that's going to be really cool. I think what this think is my favorite two? piece. Yes, I think this is my favorite piece too. Um, the Princess Leia from Bespin. Um, I. I'm usually not a big fan of dresses, to be honest, but I would totally wear this, um, especially uh, like you were saying, where it was fully embroidered, embroidered. What a word. Yeah. Um, but I really, <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. And I can't wait till it comes out. I mean, you know, her universe has taken so much of my money and I will willingly Just continue to give it. it. Just take all of it. Yeah. Speaking of taking all my money yesterday, I got an order of her universe clothes in the mail and I actually had them delivered to my office. So I opened them when I was at work and the, my coworker that sits next to me, he looked at me and he's like, Savannah, why don't you just give your paycheck to her universe? And I was like, 
honestly. Okay, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so excited by these pieces. And then the last one that she showed us was a Hoth Leia vest. It's going to be like a puffy vest, which I am so excited about because I bought a jacket like, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I think it's made by Hurley. But I bought it only because it looks very similar to Princess Leia's jacket on Hoth. It has like really soft sleeves, um, but the the body part of it is a vest and it's puffy and it's um, it's got embroidery all over it with the little grid pattern. So now that there's actually going to be like a legit Star Wars version of it, I'm so going to buy this. I'll probably never be able to wear it because I live in California and it's hot. <laughs> but, you know, I'll travel specifically just to wear this uh, vest. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to Iceland for the weekend just so I can wear this vest. You know, just for the weekend. No big deal. That's appropriate, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. But the one that I think I'm definitely going to get my hands on is the Bespin dress. I love a lot of um, her universe's clothing. Um, I actually didn't know it existed until about probably when I first moved up to Texas. Um, so about four years ago, I want to say. So I didn't really know that there was a line for um, women who really enjoyed the science fiction universe like Marvel and Star Wars and Doctor Who and things like that that was catered specifically to women. So I any of her designs, I you know, just take my money. They're so beautiful. I know. They're so great. I know. That's exactly how <laughs> I mean. just take my money. I mean, there's really no other way to express your excitement about it other than just take my money. Exactly. So, and when she, you know, unveils these pieces in its in advance, it's like, "All right, better start saving now cuz I want all of them." <laughs> Yep, so, that's so true. That was really cool to see at D23. Um, there was also quite a bit of Last Jedi announcements made and just, you know, little teasers and stuff. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes because I want to talk about San Diego Comic-Con before we break down the Last Jedi behind-the-scenes reel. So um, San Diego Comic-Con was the weirdest experience I think I've ever had. Like, <laughs> I, I've been to so many conventions and I've never seen anything like this before. Like, there were so many people. I heard they were uh, expecting 167,000 people. Wow. And that's a lot of people. So, like, I'm still thinking about it. I just don't even know how to describe it because it was such a crazy experience. And I really wasn't even on the convention floor very much, um, maybe for like an hour on... Friday and maybe an hour on Saturday, but I really didn't get to walk around a lot. But just the amount of people outside of the convention center, because there's like all the stuff in the convention center, panels, exhibit hall, etc. And then outside of the convention center, all these like uh, outlets and, and, and TV channels and whatnot, they set up giant booths uh, for fans to have cool experiences and learn about what they do. And it just takes up like so much space and there's so many people everywhere and then people line up for Hall H for like three days in advance and so there's always hundreds of people out there in line for that which is insane. Um, so it was really crazy but the first two days of the convention on Wednesday and Thursday for me I was working on helping with the Her Universe fashion show and I was so excited about this because I have obviously been a fan of Her Universe for a long time uh, but I've never gotten to go to the fashion show. And this year, I was able to edit together the designer profiles. And so for a couple months now, I've been following these designers and 
watching their videos on how they're creating these outfits and what te techniques they're using. So I heard a lot about what they were planning to do and I saw a lot of progress updates on their dresses, but I, I had no idea really what the final product would look like until I actually got there. And during rehearsals, some of them, some of the designers and some of their models would wear just maybe the skirt of their outfit so they could practice walking in it. But none of them really wore the full look until the night of the actual fashion show. So when I was filming the fashion show Thursday night, it was really like I was watching it with fresh eyes because I had only seen little bits and pieces of it. Um, there were so many really cool designs. The, the two um, judges winners, they had a tie. One of them was a girl that I've been following for years because she has a blog called Set to Stunning and her name is Lindsay and I really wanted her to win because I know what a big fangirl she is and I know she can design really cool stuff because I've seen her create her own outfits for so long um, and she had a really neat Princess Mononoke inspired outfit and I liked it because it actually had pants and not a skirt and I think that's neat because obviously in fashion like not everybody wears dresses and things and she did like a really couture outfit that had pants so I was like yeah girl I want those pants like they looked comfy too <laughs> so um I was really happy about that and then the other winner you said you actually liked a lot Kristen and she uh her name was Rose and she had a very cool Doctor Strange inspired outfit yes I love Doctor Strange so when I got to see that um, I was really blown away with just, I mean, I was blown away with the amount of effort and time that everybody put into designing, uh, their outfits for the fashion show. But, um, seeing Rose walk down with her Dr. Strange inspired dress, I was like, yes, I want that. I will totally yeah. wear that. I don't even care. But that was definitely my favorite from what I saw. I thought it was cool too, that she modeled her own outfit because some girls model their outfits and some girls choose models to wear their designs right. and she wore her own design which I thought was really cool um and then the audience winner was uh Grace and she had a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy inspired outfit and I'll be honest yes I've never read those books and I've never seen the movie yes I'm a horrible person yes I need to watch <laughs> the movie and read the books but with that being said I still loved her design like I I had no idea really what this whole outfit was about but she made the entire thing out of towels and apparently it has some significance in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that I did not know about until it she does. started talking about her design. <laughs> but she just nailed it. And it was like a transforming outfit. So it started out looking like a bathrobe, I think. And then it turned into a dress. And like I said, I don't know anything about this, you know, whole world. But I just thought it was so cool. And her model, like, totally rocked it. And... I was really happy to see her win because I thought that design was just very well done. Oh, yeah. And I am I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I, the type of humor, um, you need to see the movie. I think you'll really enjoy it. But the okay. towel is just sort of like a, a safety net for the people that are traveling. So, oh. but okay, so it has a lot of significance. Yes, yes. Okay, so well, that's really cool. Yes. And, uh, man, I think Martin... The main character in The Hobbit, uh, Martin Freeman, oh, yeah. is that his name? Yeah, I think that's uh, right. he. He's the main character in the movie oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I like him. So. Okay, cool. Well, I will can't believe I forgot his to. name. Wow, I'll have Shame. to watch that for sure. Um, but 
so after or right before the winners were announced, Ashley announced that um, the line that they would get to design is Disney princess themed. And she has never announced what type of line they would be designing for until WonderCon the next year. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. They got to know, you know, right from the get-go what they would be able to do. And they're going to be designing head-to-toe looks. So not only clothing, but they'll be doing accessories as well. And I think maybe shoes. So that's going to be really cool because you'll be able to buy, like, the entire outfit and all the things you want to wear with it. So... I love Disney princesses, um, but I never really wear a lot of Disney princess-inspired outfits because they're usually very kid-looking and very, Mm -hmm. like, too over-the-top and too obvious. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they make these outfits more grown-up and subtle. Uh, And I'm sure I'm just going to want to buy all of them because I love Disney. And I think this has really never been done to create grown-up-looking Disney princess outfits. So that'll be cool. And I think it's a really smart decision, too, because I think of grownups would be willing to wear this type of line. So, I mean, I know I will. Oh, yeah. Like, I love (laughs) Cinderella. Cinderella's my favorite Disney princess. So whatever they design for her, I'll be like, put on my body. Like, I want it. (laughs) Who's your favorite Disney princess? Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Because my favorite activity is sleeping. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I might have to steal that. That's really good. I mean, she spends the entire movie asleep, and that's I mean, that's goals, honestly. Well, I was asleep like 15 minutes before we started doing this podcast, so you know, you can <laughs> see where my priorities are at. <laughs> um, so that was pretty much my highlight of San Diego Comic Con. I'm trying to think of anything else that was there that I really enjoyed. Hmm. It was just really neat to experience all of it for the first time. I think uh, next time I go... I will maybe enjoy it a little bit more because I'll know what to expect. And this time I just felt so overwhelmed that I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I was like, I don't know where to go. And I had never even been to that area really. So I didn't know the layout of the hotel. I didn't know the layout of the convention center. Whereas like with Celebration Orlando, when I was working, I had been to that convention center before a lot. And when I was working at D23, I had been to that convention center before because um, Celebration Anaheim was there. So with this one for Comic-Con, I was just like being thrown into a whole new world. Um, and it was really fun, but I think I'm really excited for the next one because I will know what to expect and how to prepare and all that good stuff. So it was a good first experience, though. But we're going to backtrack a little bit and go back to our D23 conversation because, like I okay. mentioned, there was a behind-the-scenes reel released about The Last Jedi and holy moly, was beautiful I think this is my favorite thing now leading up to Star Wars movies like the trailers are fun and all good and great but the behind the scenes reels are my favorite like they're just so beautiful yes all I know is that this movie is going to destroy me I'm not ready I'm not ready either and sometimes I forget about it like sometimes I forget oh yeah there's a new Star Wars movie coming out at the end of this Mm -hmm. year and then I remember it and I was like "Ooh, this is gonna hurt like I'm not I still haven't even healed from the death of Han Solo like I'm not I'm not even fully healed from that and I only have a few months left to deal with my emotions before we're thrown into another crazy mess they're just such a dysfunctional family (laughs) they need to get their stuff together I know harassing the galaxy I know I think one of my favorite things about the behind the scenes reels are the 
is the choice of music. I think the music oh, yes. really plays a huge role in it. And I remember the one for The Force Awakens, I watched on repeat like for days and days and days and yes. days. And then I looked up what music they used for it and I found it. I can't remember what it is right now, but I ended up finding what music they used for it and I was just obsessed with it. And they did such a good job cutting it together. And so when I first watched this behind the scenes reel for The Last Jedi, I was like, oh my gosh, that is my dream project. Like, yeah, I, I edit all kinds of videos and things now, and but they're all like fashion related. And to to edit like a behind the scenes track for a Star Wars movie would be so cool. Like, oh, yes. It would be so awesome. And there's like so much footage to go through and it's just whoever whoever worked on this project nailed it. Like I, I think they totally, totally nailed For it. For sure. Kudos to the video production team. Give them raises and puppies. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lots of puppies. So many puppies and coffee because I'm sure they were up very late working on that because that's just yes. that's just <laughs> production life. Um, there were so many things that I loved in this behind the scenes reel, but I think one of my favorite things was seeing. Laura Dern. And I'm just so excited to find out who her character is because we don't oh, really yeah. know. We don't really know a lot about her yet. Um, but man, she looks gorgeous and she looks like she is all about business. Uh, but in like a very regal, beautiful way, not like a scary, you know, badass way. So, I mean, she is a badass, but it's just a different yeah, look. Obviously. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see her um, but dude, what the heck with these porgs? They like blew up in three seconds. I'm I'm on the porg train. I I think they're the most adorable things ever. And I love Star Wars because of their creatures and their aliens that come out. And when I saw that porg on that behind the scenes footage, I was just I was sitting, you know? It sucked me in. People are I don't think I'm on the porg I'm not in the porg party yet. Let's just say that. Like, Lord party. I think they're cute, but wow, people just went bananas over them. And it kind of blew my mind. I was like, what, what's going on here? Like, everybody's <laughs> talking about them. So I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how long they're actually in the movie. Like, I just really hope they're actually like really vicious, awful creatures oh my God. Um, that like try to kill Luke and Ray. And everyone that's all like, oh, these are so adorable. They're like, ah, crap. Yeah. They could be. I mean, what if they can fly and bite people? Like, <laughs> I mean, their teeth kind of look a little weird from the behind-the-scenes footage I that I saw. I think they might be onto something. What mm -hmm. a letdown that would be, though, if people were like, oh, I want a pork and I want to cuddle with it. And then they find out that they're like vicious little monsters. <laughs> I mean, we would be happy, but other people might not be. You know, I'm, I I enjoy other people's misery. It's nice. But it's like you just know they're going to make a plushie of this guy. Like, they're so going to make so many little cute toys out oh, of him. Yes, and I'm probably going to get some. Yeah. I think uh, one of my best friends already ordered me a pork pin. <laughs> and awesome. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm all about this. I'm excited to see what they do and, and who they are. Um I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I just remembered there's also like a fox looking wolf sort of creature in the behind the scenes reel. And people asked right away if it was Ahsoka. And Pablo was like, nope, um, <laughs> I'm going to shut this down real quick. Not Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's pretty interesting because they've been, Dave specifically has been releasing all these pictures 
saying, you know, this is not Ahsoka, this is not Ahsoka, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, Rebels people are freaking out. But I think it's, I think it would be interesting if they tied in some Rebels era pieces into The Last Jedi. So. Oh, like I, I, uh, when I first saw the wolf, I, or the wolf like creature, I'm in my Game of Thrones stand mind, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a dire wolf. <laughs> it's, worlds collide. <laughs> Um, I'm not really into Snoke theories, but, and I don't really care who he is, but I think it would be kind of neat if he ended up being somebody like from Rebels that we know. I think that'd be such a That'd be kind of cool. But Snoke is Kanan, confirmed. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just, I don't, I think that would be cool. I don't know if a lot of people would be on board with that and I really don't care who he is. I mean, he could be a nobody and I'm like, okay, but if he is a somebody, I think it'd be neat if he was somebody from rebels but what was what was your overall favorite thing in the behind the scenes trailer mm, I really liked seeing some of the footage from the new planets that uh, we'll get to explore in the last Jedi um, I I think we saw a few glimpses of Cantobite the casino looking type planet yes. um, and one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the political atmosphere with it And so I'm thinking we'll get a little bit more into the politics of what's going on between um, the First Order and, um, you know, the resistance and what's going on with that. And sort of, you know, as long as, uh, you know, who's really controlling everything, uh, who has the most money. So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. And then we saw a little bit more of, I believe the planet is called Crate, where um, those... Uh, resistance fighter ships are cutting into the ground, releasing like this red type of smoke or fluid. Um, And it looks like that may be where everything just sort of comes to a head. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the final battle and everything of that episode. Um, Just because you have walkers there um, and you have Poe and you have Finn and Rose and everyone's sort of there. So it was really cool to look at. Um, I like see a lot of Phasma. I mean, Phasma is definitely back, so that's pretty cool. Phasma is my homegirl. I love her. Um, I I really like seeing uh, a little bit more of uh, Octo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it Octo? I honestly don't know. I guess we'll find out, and uh, whenever the movie comes out, but it looks like uh, General Leia goes to Octo. It looks like it. And uh, that's pretty interesting. But I I think seeing the new planets was definitely my favorite uh, part of the behind-the-scenes footage. I'm just, I'm like scrolling through it right now, and I just, all these little clips make me so happy. First of all, yes. John Boyega, like, oh my gosh, what John a lovely Boyega. I adore him. I'm he, so happy back he's still wearing that jacket, too. Like, me too. Oh, so precious. And gosh, the ending of it just like rips your soul out with Carrie. And yeah. she's like, it's about family. And I'm like, oh, you're our family. <laughs> like, <laughs> Carrie, stop. That was such a sweet touch. And I love, I love that she was in the entire reel. Like, they showed quite a bit of her and they showed her interacting with Oscar and interacting with Mark and. I just, I just love that. Like, you know, we all oh, miss yeah. her, but I think she's, she's going to have such an awesome performance in this movie, I think. 
Um, and I loved her in The Force Awakens, but I, I think obviously we'll be seeing a lot more of her in The Last oh, Jedi. Yeah, and sure. I'm just really excited to see that. We're all going to ball our eyes out in the theater, but like what a cool way to remember her, you know, in, in this awesome role that like defined her entire life. So I thought it was really neat that they added her to the end of the, the reel. And I, I wasn't even expecting it because I still forget that she's not with us. And then when that happens, it mm-hmm. like hits me again. But, um, you know, it was, it was a really sweet touch. So that made me happy. And just overall, like, I love how they give you just enough to speculate on with these behind the scenes yeah. looks. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're not giving away a lot. And I know some people say, oh, I don't watch those because I don't want spoilers. But they're really not spoiling a lot. And I guess it depends on if you're the kind of person to speculate. Like when I see things, I take it for what it is. I don't speculate. I don't think of its backstory. That's just not how my brain works. Um, right. But I know some people do that. And I know some, it'll drive some people crazy. And all they think about is, what does that mean? Who is that? Where are they at? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, ooh, what a cute outfit. Like, <laughs> so um, I, Can we just talk about Ryan Johnson's lobster cardigan? Oh, my gosh. That and it's One. like so prominent too. Like when you yes. see that clip, you don't see anything else but his lobster cardigan. Like you kind of see uh, Carrie for a second, but it's like lobster cardigan. You know, Ashley Eckstein, get on it. Yes, yes, lobster yes, cardigan. Yes. I may actually tell her that and just be like, "Look, <laughs> we all need this." You know, uh, it's just so that. random. I feel like I don't really know a lot about Ryan Johnson, but I, I. I want to know more. I want to be like, what's up with this lobster cardigan? Where'd you get it? How long have you had it? <laughs> Why Healthy lobsters? You could have a puppy on your back. <laughs> um, so yeah, very, very excited about this movie. I'm really excited to see the new character Rose too, because Kelly Marie yeah. Tran just seems like the most adorable person in the world. Um, she is so, living her best life right now. I, I love it. I think she's going to be in the movie a lot from what it sounds like. So I'm pretty happy about that because she seems awesome. I'm all about more girls than Star Wars. Yes, girl power. Yes. So I think think that sums up uh, all of our thoughts about (laughs) the behind the scenes reel. Just yes, queen. (laughs) Because it ends with Leia. So yeah. Uh, We need to talk about Star Wars Land, though, because it has an official name now, which is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, That is not the final Mm -hmm. name. They will be... uh, announcing a planet name because it's like a new place we've never seen but for now it is galaxy's edge which i think is very cool at least I think we so too. can call it something other than star wars land i mean i'm still gonna call it star wars land but you know we have a little more and it was really cool um at d23 they had a huge model of the entire area um and something i didn't really realize and i found out through a friend that is actually an Imagineer who is working on the Galaxy's Edge area, um, I thought the model was created like for D23. I thought it was for people to see, but it wasn't. He said that they've been working on that for two years, and that's the actual model that they use to make the park. Like, oh, He wow. said that they will take paint samples from that model to determine what actual paint they use on the real life buildings and things and I'm like that is really cool so yeah I can't remember this for sure I could be wrong so don't quote me here but I think there is a model for the land in California and I think there is a model for the land in Florida 
I could be totally wrong. So like I said, do not quote me on that. But the one that we saw was definitely the model for Disneyland. So it was really neat to see and hear about how, you know, what the rides are going to be like and how the flow of traffic will be like through the land. I think there's three entrances into Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and Disney World will have two entrances um, from various areas of the park. So I'm, I'm just so excited about this. Like I really wasn't too stoked about it. Um, like I was excited about it, but I don't really think about it a lot. Uh, whenever I think about the future of Disney, because I'm like, oh, yeah, Star Wars Land will be cool, but, like, how cool, you know? And and when I right. saw this model and heard the various Imagineers talking about their work and talking about how, you know, that model is exactly what it's going to look like, you know, that is, that is a 100% accurate, you know, depiction of what it's going to be like. And I was like, oh, because I just, for some reason, I assumed maybe some things would change or you know, maybe some things were just there to look cool, but no, like that's what it's going to look like. And it sounds like everything there has a specific function and there's like a, you know, a ship in, in one of the building or on top of one of the buildings and it has a specific job. I don't know how much I can say here. Cause I think I'm more, no, I know more than I'm supposed to, but everything is there for a reason. And it, it's very much going to feel like a real world. I think it's going to feel like you're actually in a star Wars, um, city basically. So I think that's going to be really neat. It's not just going to be Star Wars themed things everywhere. It's going to be very immersive. And at D23, they were testing one of their robots that they actually tested at Launch Bay. And they're continuing to work on it. And I think his name was Jake. Could be wrong. I think they named the robot Jake. And he was just bumbling along. And I saw him before I walked into the little exhibit where they had the model. And I kept looking for somebody that was controlling the droid because I always like to figure out who's working him. I could not figure out who it was. And so I asked my friend, I was like, who, who's controlling that droid? He said, nobody. Oh, it's like, wow. It's an autonomous droid. And so they are creating technology for it to stay within a certain area, you know, not bump into things, not bump into people, but it, it can still interact with things. So if you get in front of it, the droid might you know, beep at you or, or do something other than just move away, like it will interact with you. And I just think that's so cool because if that actually works out and they and they really refine that technology, how cool is it going to be to walk into Galaxy's Edge and just see droids roaming around and characters there and it's just going to feel so real, I think. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to be in a Star War, so I'm really excited for um, Galaxy's Edge to be finished it's gonna um debut in 2019 isn't it yes it's gonna open up yes and the one so, in anaheim i believe is opening first mm, okay. so um which i'm happy about because i live 10 minutes away from that <laughs> and i have a very small apartment but anybody that wants to come stay with me come on let's have a party <laughs> on my way right now yes i will reserve <laughs> your spot um I'm just really excited about this now. After seeing different, the, like they had the actual model in the room and then they had around it these giant posters of concept art. So you could see like close-up little views of pockets in the, in the Star Wars land. And it was neat to see what those look like and stuff. So I'm just, I'm just really excited now. I've, uh, um, I never got to be around when, um, I think it was uh, Star Wars Day that would happen. 
at the Disney parks. Star Wars weekends. Uh, Star Wars weekend. There we go. I never got to participate in those. Um, just I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I'm come from a small town, fortunately. And so now that I'm more aware of things that are going on with Disney um, and with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that's coming out, I'm really excited. Yeah. And I'm sure the line to get in is going to be ridiculous when it first opens. But you know what? It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And even if you wait a little bit, you know, it's still going to be there for a long time. It's not like you have to go on opening day. I personally don't think I will go opening day because I don't want to deal with crowds and stuff. Right. Um, I'll probably wait a little bit. And it's still going to be crowded for like a couple years. So obviously I'm not going to wait that long. But I'm not going to go probably the first few days because it's going to be a madhouse. But it's, I'm just it's really excited awesome. about what the food's going to be like there. Yes. That's my yes. main concern. There's going to be blue milk, I think. So uh, that's going to be pretty legit. We're going to get to drink blue milk and like walk around and have droids, you know, buzzing around by us, which is cool. So that was pretty neat. That was one of my highlights of D23. And then uh, right after D23, Her Universe launched or announced what clothes they would be having at San Diego Comic-Con. And this might seem like a weird topic to talk about. Oh, Her Universe clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already talked about that. But, like, I just wanted to mention this is my favorite line of clothing Her Universe has ever created. Like, very rarely... When a, co a new collection comes out, I very rarely want all of the pieces. Like when the Wonder Woman collection came out, I loved everything, but I only bought a couple things. Um, and that happens a lot. Like I, I like a lot of things and then I only end up getting like maybe two things out of the whole collection because it's like my two favorite things. But darn, with this Star Wars line that just came out from her universe, I'm literally going to end up buying every piece, I think. I already have two of them. And then as soon as the Hoth hoodie goes up online, I'm going to order that and the raincoat and, like, all the things. So, um, But it just makes me excited because the line includes clothes that are cool for, like, everyday wear. There's, like, T-shirts and, and, like, a raincoat, you know, you can wear when it's raining. But then there's also, like, really cute dresses um, you can wear, like, out on a date or, like, girls' night. Um, and then there's a cardigan that you can wear to work. Like, there's so many cool pieces and I feel like it's one, maybe one of the first collections to me that translates into like a real fangirl's life. I think the Wonder Woman collection did that very well too because the black lasso dress you could wear pretty much anywhere. The sweater mm -hmm. you could wear pretty much anywhere. And there were really cool pieces like the jack, like the leather jacket. Um, and then the reversible dress is maybe a little more like everyday cosplay style. So that collection had a really cool um, feel to it. And then the Star Wars one that just came out too, there's so many things that you could just wear like everywhere. You could have something for any occasion. And that, that makes me so happy because there's a lot of places now that create Star Wars clothing for women, but a lot of places are still doing t-shirts. Um, and like I said, there are Star Wars t-shirts in this Her Universe line, which I'm totally fine with because I wear t-shirts on a daily basis. But it's nice to have those special pieces like dresses and skirts with pockets. And like the Jakku dress has pockets and the Naboo skirt has pockets. And it's just like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like somebody gets it. You know, we need a place <laughs> to put our things. Um, yeah. It's functional and it's cute. And like I said, that cardigan you could wear for, for work or whatever. So it's just really neat to see that. And I, I ordered a few of the pieces and they came in the mail. And like I said, when I opened them, I just I just wanted to cry because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I mean, seven years later, 
her universe is still blowing my mind and it just it just makes me so happy so I wanted to mention that because it's just <laughs> cool still it's just cool how that feeling hasn't worn off and I thought it would maybe sure. by this point I thought I'd be used to being able to order Star Wars clothing for myself and it still feels like the best thing ever I love that her un- her universe has partnered with Hot Topic yes. um, and um, I bought my very first Star Wars piece from Hot Topic when I was in seventh grade, I think. And it was this uh, track jacket that had Ooh. a stormtrooper on the back uh, with some crossbones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a guy's jacket, so it didn't fit me that well. But, you know, I still have that jacket today. Yeah. And um, it's it's just really cool that uh, I, I really enjoy Hot Topic and I really enjoy their company. And having them partner with her universe and collaborate with ideas of selling her stuff in their store is just really cool. Yeah. And it's cool now because there's a lot of things on the, her universe website that really make it more of a lifestyle brand than a fashion brand. Like star Wars bedding just went up online and it's like, that's so cool. Like, you know, your, your home can have star Wars elements in it or whatever. There's like Marvel and all these other things, but obviously I like, I'm a huge star Wars fan. So that's what I think of, but there's just things for everyday life. I mean, there's like star Wars cookie jars and star Wars bedding and coffee mugs and clothes. Like you could just, I love how you can incorporate that into your entire life. Now, you know, there's purses, there's hair accessories, there's jewelry, like, and I think it's neat that her universe is now able to become like that one-stop shop because of Hot yeah. Topic because Hot Topic is able to do all those things as well. And before, her universe was more of just a clothing brand. And now they're able to branch out more. And I think it's awesome because I used to buy things from several places and I would, you know, get my clothes from her universe and my purses from another place and, you know, jewelry from another place. But it's like now I can just get it all at one place and and support the one brand that I love the most. For so sure. It just it just makes me so happy. Like it's come such a a long way in such a short amount of time. I mean, seven years is really not that long at all for a startup brand that was started by somebody who really doesn't even have a business background. I mean, Ashley is an actress. She's not, she wasn't a businesswoman when she started this, but she's become one and she rocks and she's doing all of the right things. And I think, like you said, that partnership with Hot Topic has like really changed the game. And the fashion pieces that they're coming out with now is amazing. I mean, that Wonder Woman line, I still haven't even seen the Wonder Woman movie, by the way, and that fashion line still (laughs) blows my mind. Like, it's just so cool. So, anyways, it's just, it's a really neat thing to see such an awesome idea really take off and become successful. And I, I, I remember when her universe first started, I wanted to buy all the things because I really wanted to show my support for this concept and, like, make my dollars be a voice like I wanted I wanted it to to work out and I wanted it to continue I didn't want it just to be like a startup and then fail a year later but I think women have really showed like that's important to them um Mm -hmm. and and her universe is just such a cool mix of community and and fashion and I don't think there's any other place out there that has that feeling like I feel like a lot of the friends I've made even you I feel like it could be because of her universe like I really don't think I'd be on social media a lot if it weren't for my excitement about her universe like her universe is the first account I've, I've followed on all of my different social media platforms like that's that's why I joined in some places you know was to follow her universe 
um, and then meeting people through like the flaunt your world hashtag and things like that. It's like, yeah, cool, that's right. It's such a cool community. So yeah, just makes me happy. And this comic con line was one of the, the coolest things. And I was pretty lucky. I feel like because at work I saw the, the, uh, concept art for each of these pieces and seeing it go from that to the actual physical piece of clothing that I can now wear is like such a cool process to watch. Um, and it's just, it's neat being on that backside now and, and watching it become like something that people can buy. And then actually seeing it on other people is cool too. And I, at yes. Comic-Con, I saw so many girls wearing the new, the new clothing pieces and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but we'll move on because we have uh, some gaming news that I'm very, very happy to talk about because Battlefront 2, yes. Battlefront 2 is coming mm. and they, oh man, they unveiled the most legit trailer ever. Like, I think yeah. The Old Republic is the only other game that has a better trailer and I don't even play The Old Republic, but dang, this Battlefront 2 trailer blew my mind first of all of course the graphics are amazing they always get better and better every year so uh, you know of course that was gonna of course boggle my mind but it finally has all of the things in it that i wanted because i i got you know i've been playing battlefront ever since the very first one came out years and years ago and when i was in elementary school i would literally play battlefront one and two every day when i got home from school like i played it yep all the time i'd have friends over we'd play it we were obsessed with it. Like, that was our life. Clone Wars micro series and Battlefront. Like, that's what we were into. <laughs> um, <laughs> two best things ever. So, uh, when the new Battlefront game was released, like, I guess a couple years ago now, I really enjoyed it. But after I played it more and more, I realized that it had a lot of things missing that I liked from the first mm -hmm. game. And I really missed the prequel elements. And I really missed, like, the story-driven um, aspect. And now... We're getting all of those things. We're getting all of them, Kristen. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, especially with the story mode that's coming out where you get to play someone uh, from the Inferno Squad um, and just the journey that uh, she takes. I think her name is um, Aiden. Yes. And just following the journey through that. And, of course, um, all the changes that EA has made to Battlefront 2, they really listened to um, their customers. They really listened, and I respect that a lot. Shout out to John Boyega for um, boosting <laughs> that voice because he plays the game. Yeah. And he tweeted and said something about, you know, I think wanting a story mode. And I was like, yes, John. And I got like so many retweets because people yeah. people had the same feelings, but he had that, that powerful voice that was going to be heard. Um, yeah. And now you're going to be able to play as him in the game. Like, what the heck? Great. That's so cool. Um, yes. So many good things. I'm so excited to just play as clone troopers again because I did that for so long when I was young. And that was what I loved the most about Battlefront was being able to play as clone troopers. So, I love that you won't have to pay for the DLC yes. um, that's going to come with it. I'm really excited about that. There's a lot of complaints about that. Um, but I... I think what they're going to do to sort of uh, recover that money is um, you can buy loot crates with mm -hmm. Battlefront 2, uh, similar to what they do with Overwatch. 
Um, so you can still earn those loot crates with credits you earn in the game. But if you are used to instant gratification like me, um, you'll probably <laughs> spend a lot of money on the loot crates, which I probably will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. But shout out to the writers, uh, Walt Williams and uh, Mitch Dyer for listening and writing the story mode and just, you know, creating just battlefront 2 it's gonna be great i'm excited awesome like like i'm not a gamer i don't i don't call myself a gamer because the only game that i've ever really played hardcore is battlefront and i don't (laughs) think playing one game makes you a gamer like i think to me i feel like you have to be into a lot of different things and i'm just like dude all i care about is battlefront um i'm just so excited though and i'm i'm glad you mentioned that about the dlcs because I never bought the expansion packs uh, for the the newest Battlefront because it's a it's quite a bit of money, you know. And I was in it college is. when it first came out, so it's like I'm already broke. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's like, Breach. you know, you, you pay for the game, you pay to play online, and then you pay for those expansion packs, and that's that's a that's quite a bit. Um, and yeah, like when you play it a lot, it makes it worth it. Um, but to me, it was just like, it was expense after expense after expense. And it's nice to just be able to pay for the game, pay for online gaming, and then just enjoy it and, and play with your right. friends and not have to worry about like, ooh, I don't have that expansion pack. I can't play on that level. Or, ooh, I don't have access to those characters because I didn't buy that. So right. um, I'm really happy about that too because I I want to play the game and I want to be involved with all of it, but I also want to pay my rent every month. So uh <laughs> That's important. You priorities, know. you know, priorities. So I'm so excited. But Kristen, you are an Xbox gamer. I am. I uh, I appreciate the PlayStation. I love it. Um, I used to have a PlayStation 3. Um, but Why did you switch? Well, I had to lay it to rest um, because when I moved up here, um, I, I don't think it was packaged properly. And all the... It just stopped working, and I was really bummed out. But in my defense, I switched to Xbox because I do have a few family members that play on there where I can talk to them through Xbox Live. And, I mean, I grew up with an original Xbox. I played Halo, um, really enjoyed the Halo video games. I played Knights of the Old Republic, baby. That was only exclusive to Xbox for a while until Microsoft bought them out. So... But your boyfriend has a PlayStation. He does. He does. So So I can... So when the new game comes out, I need you to go over and hang out with Brant and make your own little profile on there, and we're going to play Battlefront together because yes. just it's so sad that you're not on the cool side of people. That's so the only uncool thing people. about you. I know. Real, that, that's, that's really that's it. it. But so many people that I follow, so many cool people have PlayStations. And so I'll be like, oh, they're into video games like I am. What's your gamer tag? And they're like, oh, I have a PlayStation. And uh. I know. Last night you were asking uh, Daniel Kennedy what what uh, he was playing on. And I texted you and I was yes. like, girl, don't ask. You know they're going to say PlayStation. Don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> it's a small hope, small hope, because they're playing that new Friday the 13th game. Yeah. And I've been playing that. Scares the crap out of me, but it's so much fun. And I thought, oh. This is cool. And then, I mean, of course, I know they're going to have a PlayStation, but I can hope. I can dream. Okay. At least you're trying. I ne- never I'm give up. Get- <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to get there. 
Well, maybe <laughs> maybe when Battlefront 2 comes out, you can switch over to PlayStation. Like, maybe... Because they have those... They always have those cool bundle packs. Like, I have a Darth Vader yeah. PlayStation. Like, let's be real. What if they have a really cool PlayStation Star Wars stuff on it? You're like, well, I might as well do it. <laughs> Five hundred dollars well, later. <laughs> no big deal. Whatever. So, well, sometimes GameStop has uh, refurbished uh, game consoles that you can get, or some used ones. So yeah. maybe I can stop by there and say, "Hey, um, I've been peer pressured into getting this." Yeah, help a sister out. I'm all about getting used uh, stuff, like clothes, whatever. Like as long oh, as yeah. it's in good condition and it works. Yeah, I want that deal. So I support that. Yes, you should definitely. Definitely check that out. But we're we're about to talk about the thing that I am most excited about in the world right now. Yeah. Which is the hashtag untitled Han Solo movie. Woo woo. I'm so pumped included. about this movie. Oh, I <laughs> love that you're excited about this movie too, because I think a lot of people are on the fence and they just they don't know what to think. Because first of all, it's the one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Wars. Sure. Um, and Harrison Ford's not playing him, so that makes people freak out. And I'll tell you right now, I am 100% in love with Harrison Ford. Um, but I'm excited to see somebody else play Han Solo. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that I think he's going to be the best Han Solo ever, but I think Alden has a really good chance at impressing us and really surprising a lot of people. I think he's, yeah. he's going to do a great job. Like, I'm... I have a lot of faith in him, and I haven't even seen him act in anything, but just seeing him do interviews, there's something about him that is very charming and to me seems very much like Han Solo. Oh, yeah, and he's, I think he's had a few lunches and conversations with Harrison Ford. Yes. So, I mean, I know he's taking the part seriously, yes. and he took it serious enough uh, due to recent events to mm-hmm. um, bring issues to um uh, Lucasfilm production team. So yeah, so that means he is 110% on board with making this a really incredible movie. Uh, speaking of uh, new <laughs> things, uh, we nice have a new segue. director. Um, I'm so excited. I am too. Uh, this just kind of came out of nowhere. The two original directors said that they had creative differences with Lucasfilm, aka they were probably fired. Um, and and they left the project, a.k.a. they were forced to. Um, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> uh, I don't really know anything about this, but I'm just going to say um, they probably were fired. But you know what? I have complete faith in Kathleen Kennedy, and I yes. totally trust her and her judgment. And I think all of the, the decisions that she has made with the previous Star Wars movies since she's been in charge have been wonderful decisions. I 100% agree. Um, so I think it's going to be fine. Uh, we both love Ron Howard. We're both yes. huge fans of his work. Uh, I've, I, I think I've seen less of his work than you have, um, but two of my favorite movies are The Grinch and uh, Cinderella Man, which he directed both of those. And Cinderella Man is probably one of the most beautiful movies, I think, that has ever been made. Like I love that movie. Um, and... I'm just really excited about this. When when they first announced that the, the directors were leaving, I was like, ooh, a little worried here. Uh, and then he was announced and confirmed as the director, and I was like, oh, we're good. We're going to be fine. Yeah. Everybody chill out. Like, take a chill pill. Yeah. To be honest, when the directors, when those two directors were announced to direct the Han Solo movie, I was a little bit concerned because their directing style is very like comedic, 
Uh, they yeah. do like a lot of comedic movies. Um, and Han Solo is a comedic guy in some aspects, but but it's very different comedy. It is it very is different. Very different. It's not like slapstick funny. It, it's just more sarcasm and and wit, you know. Right, right. It's a, it's. I guess it could be like a, a smart type of funny, yeah, or humor. Um, so I was a little bit worried, but you know, I was, you know, on board with it. And then, of course, when they got um, let go, um, <laughs> you know, um, it was, I could understand why. And there are a lot of people arguing saying that, you know, well, JJ Abrams had creative liberty with force awakens and I, Ryan Johnson has creative liberty. And, you know, oh. while yes, that's true, you know, JJ Abrams, I believe also wrote the script for force awakens or he had some, he had right. some help with it. Right. Um, and so, you know, He's also been a huge Star Wars fan since forever, mm -hmm. so he understands the vision. Um, and I'm really excited that Ron Howard is on this. Uh, he was asked by George Lucas to direct The Phantom Menace at one point, mm -hmm. but he couldn't because he was directing something else at the time. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the Andy Griffith show, so seeing Me little too. Opie. Me too. Little Opie direct. He's all grown uh, up. The newest Star Wars He's film. Up. It would be so cool, like, if somehow. You could just go back in time and, and, and tell that kid, yo, you're about to direct a Star Wars movie when you get older. Like, what? His He's going to be like, what explode. Star Wars? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so excited about this, though. Like, he just, he just, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's yeah. doing. And he has a track record to prove it. He's going to do an awesome job. Uh, his Instagram is lit. I mean, yes. guys, yes. he is posting so many pictures that... Uh, he might not, he might not be allowed to, but he's just doing it anyways. Um, he's not giving away too much stuff, but like one day he just posted a picture of all these clothes and he's like, guess whose closet this is? And we're just like, Lando, they're all capes. Duh. Um, <laughs> they're all capes. Yeah, they're all capes with collars. Um, and he just posted a picture of himself with a screen, probably from a scene that they were shooting and boom, Donald Glover is right there. My so, man. Uh, our man, we can share. Him. Oh, my, I, I apologize. My <laughs> so I just think it's cool. You can tell he's really enjoying it, and he's just loving every bit of it. And I'm glad he is capturing what he's seeing because mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you work on projects like that, you probably forget so much of what you do because you're so busy and you're so um, just concerned with every little detail throughout your day that you probably end up forgetting what you even did later in the right. week. So it's nice to see that he is like taking photos and remembering it and posting it and sharing it. And that's the beauty of social media. Like I wonder what George Lucas would have posted on Instagram when he was filming the very first Star Wars movie. Like, you know, what would that have looked like? I feel like he's the kind of guy that posts pictures of his food on Instagram. <laughs> that's yes. that's the vibe that I get from him. <laughs> yes. And just stuff with no captions at all. Yes. No oh, captions. Yes. Yeah. I so uh, it, it's really cool to see Ron just like, he's I like feel a, like he's kind of breaking the rules, but it's okay because he can. And he's really not spoiling yeah. anything. It's just little snippets of behind the scenes. He's like a kid in the candy store right now. He's just having so much fun. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. And we are also here for Donald Glover. Ugh. <sighs> precious, precious soul. We both we do not love deserve his him. music. We love oh, his acting. Gosh. We love everything about him. I only discovered him when he was cast in this movie. 
And I mm-hmm. really regret not knowing more about him earlier in my life because I think he is probably one of the most talented people I've ever heard of, especially in this day and age. Like, oh, yeah. he's a singer. He's a songwriter. He wrote 30 Rock when he was like yeah. 23 or something, super young. He just was hired to to write 30 Rock, which I think is one of the best TV shows ever. Um and he's just so talented. He he wrote and starred in the show Atlanta. He's always coming up with really cool music. His latest album is Gold. I still listen to it, and I think it came out mm-hmm. like in December, and I'm still listening to it, and I love it, and it's, it hasn't even gotten old. So he's just a really cool guy, and I think he 100% has like the swag and the smoothness that Lando has and that Billy D really captured and brought to that character. So I am oh, just, yeah. I'm all about this guys. All about he's, this. He's just such a well-rounded person. Like I first discovered him uh, with the amazing TV show community and he was just so funny. And then, you know, I saw that he had done music and I didn't even know he had uh, written for 30 rock until uh, probably when he was announced for the Han Solo film. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you know, he, uh, wrote a few albums and he was in community. Interesting. I wonder why they picked him. And then I'm doing more research. Oh yeah. yeah. I did a lot of research on him when they chose him because one of my good friends is a huge fan of his music. And, and so he was stoked when he, he was announced and I was like, I don't really know a lot about this guy. And I started researching him and I listened to his music. And by the way, I don't listen to that kind of music ever. Uh, but when I heard his stuff, I was like, this is great. Like, I love it. Um, and every album that he does has such a different vibe to it. Like they're both, they're all oh, yeah. very different. Um, his newest one is like very, very, very different, but I love it. Um, so I think, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be funny. He's also going to be super serious and oh, man, I'm just so excited. I can't wait until we get a behind the scenes reel for that movie. Like, oh, or like a legit trailer. I know they're refilming a ton of stuff for the movie. So, um, which is probably good. It probably needs that. I mean, Rogue <laughs> One, most of Rogue One was reshoots. I don't know if people really realize that, but the amount of time that they spent on reshoots, it was probably most of the movie. And that movie turned out great. So it, I love it. It paid off. I love Rogue One. Um, so I think whatever they're doing right now with reshoots on the Han Solo movie, it'll probably pay off. Um, For sure. But yeah, I'm just... I'm just so excited. Side note, Rogue One is on Netflix now. So. Yeah, heck yes. Oh my gosh. So I, as soon as I saw Netflix post that on Twitter, I was like, what? <laughs> but that's great. I mean, of course I have it on DVD, but you know, if I ever just want to like be lazy and not get up off of my couch to put a DVD in my PlayStation, exactly. I can just push a button and it'll play on Netflix. Exactly. Boom. Thanks, Netflix. Yep. Thanks for letting me be more lazy. It's <laughs> They're gonna take over the world one day. I hope so. I'm I, here for I it. I hope. Uh, I hope all the movies, all the Star Wars movies, end up on Netflix one day. I would love it if the Clone Wars micro series would end up on Netflix. Because yes, the only place you that can would really cool. watch that right now, unless you have the DVDs, is YouTube. And you mm-hmm. know, YouTube is great. It's just not the best quality. Um, but I really love that series, and I I like watching it over and over. But YouTube is a little little uh off the wall because the quality is so bad and there's ads and stuff so yeah it's true netflix get on it netflix yes 
Um, I think that pretty much wraps up everything that is new in Star Wars that we needed to talk about, though. I'm sorry it's been so long since I did a podcast, but life is crazy. But we caught up on pretty much everything, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All the high points. Yes. I definitely know that The Last Jedi is going to um, destroy me. I really love The Force Awakens, but I think The Last Jedi is going to be my favorite Star Wars movie. I just think this one is going to be so different. I think they needed to to, to sort of... Wow, I just stuttered a lot. I think they needed to sort of do <laughs> that reboot vibe for The Force Awakens to kind of do like a palate cleanse for everybody and start with something familiar rather than doing something completely off the wall. And then you're just like, whoa, this is Star Wars? You know, I think it needed to have that classic feel. But I think now, since we had that foundation... They can do whatever they want with The Last Jedi, and yes. people are going to love it. Um, I agree. And whatever they were saying, like I know Mark Hamill was saying in the behind-the-scenes reel that Ryan Johnson has just such a, a different story for this movie that nobody's really expecting. And I'm like, ooh, I'm excited. Like, what is it? Tell us. So yes. I'm just I'm yes. so ready for this. I can't wait for all of the press events to start happening, like right before oh, the movie, yeah. you know, like all the red carpet stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like that's the best. I love it. Just gets you so hyped up. I love seeing Mark Hamill on the red carpet. He's oh, so adorable. I just want to hug him. And you know what? I was never a big fan of him until I saw him at Star Wars Weekends and his panel was so like genuine, genuine. And he has so much compassion for his fans. Like, Oh, yeah. I love Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford's a jerk and he doesn't care about anybody, which I think is hilarious. But Mark Hamill is so humble and he knows that he would not be where he is today without the Star Wars fans. Whereas Harrison Ford, you know, he was going to be big no matter what. Let's be real. He's been in so many things. Um, right. That's true. And I think he does appreciate Star Wars, but it's probably a little suffocating for him. Whereas with Mark, like, Mark had to embrace it because. That's what he had, um, and that's what really defined him, which I think is great. I love it when he calls fans uh, UPFs, ultra-passionate fans. Yes. Like, it's just so <laughs> cute, and he always says thank you, and he, like, blows kisses when he goes out on stage and, like, does an I heart you thing, and, like, he just – he rocks. And I really I – I didn't know he was like that until – I started watching like interviews of him and seeing him at conventions and things. He really does care, which is awesome. I just want to dog sit for his dogs yes. for a week. I got to pet his dog. One of them. He has two, right? Yeah, he has Millie. And then there's another one that they rescued. I got to pet Millie at Celebration Orlando. Mm. And I was so happy. I also got to pet uh, Gary Fisher. And he was uh, just, and he yeah. licked my hand. He licked my hand. Ugh. What a little precious cutie. Uh, we could talk about dogs all day. We should do another podcast just about dogs. A pup cast. Um, I'm in. Yes. I'm I in. have it's a puppy, it. though. You have a puppy. Okay, that's fine. We can, uh, uh, whenever you get to pet Millie again, you could just kind of put her underneath your shirt, just kind of back away slowly. Yeah, just walk away with her. <laughs> she probably wouldn't even notice. Nah, that'd be fine. I'll just be like, I'll bring her back, you know. I'll, in I'll a few years. Her. In a few years. At the next <laughs> convention. Yeah. Okay. So Kristen, where can people follow you on social media? Because you are awesome. Uh, um, well, I have a Twitter and an Instagram at Kristen K Bates. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Shoot me a friend request. I'll accept you. No big deal. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I have a, you have a blog. 
You have a oh, blog? yeah, I do have a blog. Um, it's thecontemporarygeek.com. You don't have to read it. No yes, big deal. Yes, you do. It's beautiful. <laughs> Everybody go read her blog and look at all her beautiful pictures because it's amazing. Mm, okay. Um, I like to talk <laughs> about Harry Potter, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, um, video games, pretty much anything in the quote-unquote geek culture. So, um, yeah. Chris That's awesome. me. Well, thank you for coming on my show. This was super fun. Uh, for anybody yeah, that does not know, me. you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dorky diva. And my Twitter and Instagram is at Savannah underscore Kiefer. Um, who knows when I'll be returning with another podcast. It's just kind of like a surprise now. It's like, ooh, surprise, I did a podcast. And so uh, I It's love, like Christmas. It is like Christmas. <laughs> I would love for this to be a monthly thing. Um, and I think it will be now since Comic-Con is over, but last month has been so insane that I totally forgot I even had a podcast. And then somebody came up to me at D23 and they were like, oh, when are you going to do another podcast? And I was like, oh yeah, I have that thing. (laughs) And (laughs) Ashley was like, yeah, we keep her really busy around here. So, uh, hopefully now I can get into a routine of doing this more often because I do enjoy it. Um, Kristen, you'll have to come back on when The Last Jedi is out so we can see. Yes. You know, what happens? So you guys can hear me cry on a podcast, see yeah. what that sounds like. We'll just cry together. I would love it if I could get all my friends together to actually watch the movie for the first time mm. together. There's mm. so many people, though. That's so true. Well, we could, like, rent out a whole movie theater. I know. That'd be awesome. One day, one day for episode 23, we will do that. <laughs> Everybody start saving yes. your money. We're going to go see episode 23 together. And, uh... And a really big movie theater with uh, reclining chairs and leather. Leather. Maybe by that time they'll have, like, robots that bring you more popcorn. Or robots will probably have taken over the world by then. So we might be bringing them, like, robotic popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be cleaning up their garbage in the aisle trying to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that Mark works, too. too. Yeah. <laughs> that works, too. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you sometime soon, hopefully. Bye. Bye.